0: You got problems. You need to get straight. You need a
1: therapist. You know what you You mean? need a therapist. You're listening to You Need a Therapist, a weekly show where we discuss life's many challenges and how we process them through the help of therapy. I'm your host Kayana
0: and I'm your host Raven we're two childhood besties here to speak our unapologetic truth in the hopes of inspiring you to do the same join us as we chit chat about our trash relationships a horrible case of imposter syndrome and a load of other problems
1: maybe it's time for you to stop putting all that weight on your friend's shoulders you need a therapist now let's start the show Cold. in a bad in a bed, romance romance oh, oh, oh. i'm cold i'm cold, cold in, in a, a bed, romance, romance. <laughs> we just oh, need to have a whole church choir it's harmonizing and everything sopranos altos, toes antennas bitch
0: break it down one
1: time <laughs> how was your week fam Uh, Uh, First of all, why you got this heating pad on your your shoulder?
0: Oh, I could start off with that. I woke (laughs) up, because bitch, I'm old now. I woke up like one morning, and I don't know what happened, but I felt like this little muscle, I guess maybe I'm having a muscle spasm, and it's essentially turned the muscle into a fucking knot. So now I just feel like I have a knot in like my shoulder blade, and Mm -hmm. it hurts really, really bad. So I've been... Girl, I got the damn foam roller in my bed because I've been foam rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought me a little Theracane to uh take the knot out. When I went to go get my nails done today, I had that motherfucking back massaging and that motherfucker going. Dum, 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 dum. And this is how you can tell I really have a knot because only on the right side, it just kept lifting me up like it was going over the knot.
1: Oh, damn. doom. It wasn't breaking into it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I need somebody to put the fucking
1: put elbow. Put the elbow. Just... Yeah, I had... go. Make you a massage appointment. Shit, I
0: had Gracie in there giving me a fucking massage after work on Friday.
1: Gracie is just such a good little housewife to you.
0: I'm a good daddy. You a good daddy?
1: Mm-hmm. Look at... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good daddy, child. You mm-hmm. a good daddy. Look at Ray being a daddy. Mm-hmm.
0: They always said I had this masculine energy. I'm putting it to I'm use. Put baby. it to
1: use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get on my nerves.
0: <laughs> How's your week, friend?
1: Friend, this hmm. week was not a good one for me. Ooh. I uh really really struggled with work this week. Um. Just trying to get back into the swing of things, like since we are back from overseas and coming back off of a little leave period, of course, you're playing catch up and all that stuff. But like this is week one after leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so things are just like completely overwhelming and I'm trying to manage it. And one of the things like I need to my mom make me realize like I need to give myself some grace, like because it is a lot like we do a lot. And I think I'm so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And trying to perform well and trying to be perfect that I put a lot of stress on myself. um, Just because I hold myself to a higher standard when it comes to the work that I do. And so I think I need to kind of take a a moment and take a step back and realize that this shit going to get done eventually and try not to get so overwhelmed.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I say all that, but... (laughs) It's easy to say now, but when I'm in it and I got a long to do list and people hitting me up left and right asking me to do shit, it's really only so much that I can do to construct like control that anxiety and stress. So um but yeah, I struggled this week. So hopefully this week is a little bit easier. Um yeah.
0: You was in a good mood yesterday, which I was. I was really. That's happy what makes of. me
1: think, like <laughs> it's just fucking work. Because outside mm-hmm. of that place, I'm I do amazing. Yeah, I do well, and it's only when I go to work where, I I get like fucked up like that.
0: You know, I realize like some people, I, everybody handles like stress differently and some people thrive in that type of environment Mm -hmm. me on the other hand I don't I don't thrive like that if anything it weighs on me and it messes up my mental health even more Mm -hmm. like I like I like peace I like calmness I like structure I don't like chaos
1: I don't like crunch time Mm -hmm. deadlines right here we just not getting started on shit like that just creates unnecessary stress and i Mm. don't like it yeah and if i continue to have weeks like i had last week i'm gonna do something about it yeah right because i'm not gonna continue to live my life up under distress and shorten my days due to stress for some job that really don't give a fuck about me at the end of the day you just a number just a number um and so yeah i mean i've been in this military thing you know 12 years but Honestly, if things continue to go the way that they have been, I'm going to get out, period, because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to continue to put my body and risk my health for this job at the end of the day.
0: Because we ain't going to be caught in no bad romance.
1: oh speaking of bad romances (laughs) go ahead and say my (laughs) friend okay
0: all right so i think we've been talking about this show for a a bunch of episodes we've talked about this show but we're finally like getting to it and we're gonna kind of dissect and talk about it a little bit and the show is called couples therapy um, Our on, I know I love it It comes on on Showtime And they have about They have two seasons right now Um, And the episodes are about 30 minutes long And essentially What the show is about is They're real couples And they're going through real therapy So um, And we're going to dissect season 2 And in season 2 There's three couples And they have this one main therapist who is centered around who is Dr. Orna Garalnik. My
1: girl, Dr. Orna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's a clinical psychologist and a psychoanalyst. Don't ask me the difference between the two because I really don't know. I think yeah. one can give you medicine and the other one just dissects you. Yeah, psychology. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's essentially, it's based in New York. Um, Yeah. So season two was shot between February 2020 and September 20. So like right when the pandemic was about to kick off
1: and start mm-hmm. and then
0: when quarantine happened and then essentially when um, they started uh, loosening up like the quarantine guidelines and stuff a little bit. So it kind of takes you through that process um, and it ap- ap- premier- appeared, premiered in April of 2021. <laughs> And so they have therapy from February to September. So it's about 20 sessions that they have, but then it's all condensed into nine
1: episodes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, do you you have any other background that we could talk about? No,
1: but I just wanted to mention that last week's episode, when we were talking about how people had to deal with their significant other during Mm a pandemic, Mm -hmm. this is the prime example. And you kind of get like an inside view of these three different couples going through the stuff, the issues that they already had in their relationship before and then adding the pandemic on top of those issues and how it kind of magnified or made things 10 times worse than, you know, if things were normal. Yes.
0: Um, So, oh, also there's two other, I like to say characters that are also in the episode, which is, Dr. Orner herself has a clinical advisor in the episode, and that's Dr. Oh, yeah. Virginia Goldner. Gold? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't remember.
1: And, uh, and Dr. Virginia, like, she looked like she living my dream life, because she really be she, off mm-hmm. in the cut somewhere, probably, like, upstate New York, and she got yeah. her little vibe going on. Like, she, she really be African chilling. She African
0: statues I, in
1: her house. Like I plans, really fuck with vibes. her. <laughs> like,
0: even Dr. Orner lives, like, the life that I want to live, because she just mm-hmm. seems so carefree so strict I won't sure I'm the job in itself I'm which sure is her life is has, not carefree yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why she has her clinical advisor and therapist in Dr. Virginia who helps her throughout the episode you can see Dr. Orna going to Virginia about like things she's dealing with as far as the couples like trying to like I guess decipher and how she should maneuver like mm-hmm. in, in her therapy with them. Um, and then also her dog, Nico, who is an <laughs> mm-hmm. Alaskan Klee Kai, I guess that's what it's called. But I don't know, like but a, I know
1: he's super cute.
0: Yeah, he looks like a miniature husky, but super cute. Um, so we'll get started. I'll tell you the names of the couples. There is Michael and Michal. <laughs> They're Jewish, so Essentially, like when I first saw it, I
1: thought it was Michael and Michael. I was like Me what? too. And I was like, what is this? What is this name? I didn't but realize, name, but yeah.
0: Yeah, her name is Jewish, so it's Michal, Mikhail, Mikhail. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they're uh, they've been married for eleven years. Um, well, they've been together for eleven years. I don't know how long Yeah, I don't been think married. they were married that long. Um, and they have kids, but they're an Orthodox Jewish couple. Um, then there's Tashira and Drew. Who have been dating for two years, but uh, they only dated a few months before she got pregnant. Um, And they're not married, but they're living together. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has a son and then outside of that relationship. And then she has a son or a child with her current boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Then you have Gianni and Matthew, who is a gay male couple. And they've been together for three years, I believe, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't have And they're any not kids. married either. Yeah, I think they have a little oh they have a little dog, um, a little yeah. Boston terrier or whatever. So first we'll start with Michael and Michal, who, like I said, is the the Jewish couple. Um, so I guess we can kind of like peel back their layers or whatever.
1: Um you want to start <laughs> this with couple that? really got on my nerves um <laughs> and one of the things that like in the previous season i leaned more towards the side of the women mm. um because i thought the men were kind of trifling in the mm-hmm. previous season but in this season the women really got under my skin um they really needed to get their shit together and mccall I'm, outside of her outside of me getting over my own personal annoyance with this woman because she really just got under my skin the way that she treated her her husband mm-hmm. but like outside of that like she really had some deep issues that she did not want to face mm-hmm. and it seemed like she blamed everything on her husband and it's like no girl it's fucking you it is you and granted like her man wasn't perfect like he had some issues of his own but I feel like most of his issues was due to a reaction of how he had to deal with her
0: right um I did find like when I was like trying to write some notes about each of the partners in the couples I found myself writing more I don't want to say negative notes, but yeah, like some questionable notes regarding the women versus Mm -hmm. when it came to the men, it was like very minimal when it came to notes. Yeah. Um, Even in the gay couple, it was more so notes. Uh, I guess if you had to make one more feminine than the other, Mm -hmm. the one that was more actually... No, and that couple, it was the masculine character. I think I had more notes for Matthew. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I guess what they start with is essentially Mikhail is a doctor and she wants more kids or whatever. And she wants Michael to basically give her more kids. But Michael is like, uh, sorry, we don't have like I, I personally don't feel like we have enough money. Right now, we're not financially stable enough to have more kids. And Mikhail is like. She wasn't trying to hear that shit. Yeah, she wasn't trying to hear it. She's like, (laughs) no, you're being lazy. Like, I've I've given a lot of myself to help you. What was the uh, metaphor she used? She said it's like we're in a a one-legged race with both of us like hooked to each other and she's like sprinting towards the finish line and he's just, and she was just Dragging late. him along. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. But she is very one thing I noticed about her, she's very harsh mm-hmm. in her language when she talks to him. And he kind of like laughs it off. He like it's almost like a nervous laughter. And it it's is. hard for him to like stand up for himself because of how insulting she is like she literally was like you're lazy lazy you're worthless like saying all those words to him to someone she claims she loves
1: and wants to have more kids with exactly right. <laughs> there is no way and it's like one of the things when she was saying that he was lazy like during covid like he was just kind of sitting down and chilling like he's an a attorney, he had finished the his... oh yeah but after he had finished doing his work, she was just chilling. Like, what else is there to do? I can't go outside. I can't do anything. I'm just sitting here watching TV. And mm-hmm. she felt like he should be using that time productively. And it's like, bitch, I can't. I'm not a machine. I can't work 24-8 just because I'm at home. You know, like I got to mm-hmm. have some downtime. And she considered that to be lazy. Like, just yeah. move. <laughs> um,
0: one of the things, so, um, that I guess... I felt like Michael needed to work on mm-hmm. was in the episode which they kind of dissected a little bit in the episode uh Mikhail will always like take control of the she would dominate the conversations mm-hmm. so it dominated so much to the point where she would just like talk over him and when a question was asked he might say a few words but then she would come in and like just, take over the whole conversation where <laughs> when michael was given a chance to like express himself and say something he'd be like oh i'm fine oh i don't really care oh he wouldn't even want to say really anything me. like yeah he was just very just matter of fact about things and like he's saying these things but you know that these things bother him like he's like oh i'm typically fine with everything like nothing
1: really bothers me And then that would frustrate her, but that Mm -hmm. was a product of her actions. Like it was like a they kept going in this vicious cycle where like even if he did speak up, like it wouldn't even matter because she would just overpower him. So he got to the point where he's just like, "Why should I even try?"
0: Yeah. So Michael always felt like he was walking on eggshells with her because in fear of like upsetting her or like, um, yeah, just shaking shaking the table. (laughs) or whatever like because she was always there was always something or whatever
1: one of the things that uh i guess like one of the similarities that i can kind of relate to mccall about is and and i can relate to this because i've dealt with it in past relationships because like you said before you and i both kind of have been told before that we have a lot of masculine energy and mccall she worried a lot She Mm -hmm. had a lot of anxiety based around the things that she really couldn't control. And part of her problem was that she tried to control every situation versus kind of waiting to see how things planned out or how things happened naturally. She tried to control it. And typically in those situations when women try to control everything, like (laughs) it's very dominant Mm -hmm. and you can't control everything. And then you push your partner away by doing that. Instead of, one, letting things happen, and then two, letting someone else take on some of that pressure and that Mm -hmm. stress. And when you don't allow your partner to help, then it's like, especially a man, then you kind of demasculate them. And I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of what happened in their situation.
0: Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that Dr. Orna said was like, how about, because at some point, uh, Mikhail realized or felt as if, like, a lot of their sessions with Dr. Orner was centered around Michael and how horrible of a husband he was mm-hmm. and, like, not the the parts and where she was also not being the greatest or whatever. And uh, Dr. Orner was like, I've, I have been saying things to you. I don't think you've been receiving it as that because I'm not being, I guess, abrasive and, like, direct with you saying, like... Mm-hmm. Nah, you fucking up or whatever, which is, you know, some people you kind of got to talk to like that, and I think she's one of those people. Like, if you're not talking to her like bluntly and directly and matter-of-factly, she she ain't getting it up here because she not she it's can't like she couldn't all that see noise. her
1: own faults. Yeah. She could not see her own faults in the right. situation and how she was contributing to the relationship getting to the point that it was at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, that's the worst type of motherfucker too, though. Like. You don't see how you contributed to this? Like, can you not take any accountability? Is it all on me? Like, yeah. um, But one of the things that Dr. Orna said
0: was that she basically needed to uh, deal with her anxiety and not... What was it she said? Ah, oh, fuck. She needed to deal with her anxiety and not... Ah... Oh, I can't even think of it now. Shit.
1: But do you remember that? I don't remember that okay. particular part. But one of the things that I do think that <laughs> all of these things go back to is childhood, because oh, Mikhail yeah. was projecting her mother's shit onto yeah, not only onto her husband but also onto her children, mm-hmm. and it was one episode where she kept saying like, that she can't fully live and enjoy her life because she wants to make a better life for her kids. And Dr. Orner was like, well, you're just repeating the cycle because that's the same thing your mother did for you. It was like, I'm gonna suffer and go without so that the next generation can have it better. She was like, but you're not having it better. In fact, you're doing the same thing as your mother's doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when you enter a relationship, with anyone, like with a with a romantic partner, like you really have to to look at your faults and see how do you stop these cycles from repeating? How do you stop projecting shit onto your new partner? How do you how do you break it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if not, you're gonna repeat the same toxic shit that your parents did. You're gonna repeat the same toxic behaviors that or they did or didn't do. You know. So I think that. Most of our issues in life come from childhood and not fixing that shit.
0: Absolutely. Um, the you got anything else to say about that? I ain't got anything
1: to say about them niggas.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what them niggas? All right. The next couple is Tashira and Drew. Um, I think they're
1: Hispanic couple. I don't know. She seems like she might be mixed. She's either some type of, like, Latin, and I think he might be also.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, they've been together for two years. They dated only a few months before she got pregnant, and she felt like they started the therapy sessions off with, like, she felt like he was basically forcing her into a relationship or a family-type situation. And she didn't necessarily want that for her life. She just wanted the relationship to kind of develop slowly and then for them to get to know each other. Um, but she said that she was forced into it. But anyway, they were all of a sudden <laughs> they were living together or whatever. And now at this point, they're li- they're sleeping in separate beds. Um, he's not feeling seen in the relationship. Um the way they communicate, their communication fucking sucks. Yeah,
1: like,
0: <laughs> it sucks. Um, for example, one day, uh, I guess they weren't having sex, or they aren't having sex as often, not at all. One of them, and he texted her. They mm-hmm. live in the same household. He texted text her, me. and <laughs> he voiced how he felt via text they live in the same household two days go by and she don't respond
1: and y'all later. in the same house
0: in the same house and That's two days crazy. later she doesn't text him anyway
1: but <laughs> um let's see where can we start with them um, so i just want to start like I, I had a couple of issues and most of my issues were aimed towards her hmm <laughs> Um, granted, like Drew, he did have his issues and I think his issues more so fell on the lines of knowing how to communicate and being vulnerable. And I feel like that's the majority of men, Mm -hmm. that's their issues, being vulnerable, feeling safe enough to be vulnerable and then communicating properly. But her issues, one, I strongly felt that she didn't like him, like wasn't physically attracted to him.
0: And she said that.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And he had gained weight, I believe, throughout some point in the relationship. But not only that, I just, I think that she wasn't attracted to him.
0: I don't think so either. I think it became a situation where she accidentally got pregnant and like, Mm -hmm. oh, fuck. I don't want the same thing basically with her son, her first son to happen where basically he's fatherless or whatever. So let me try to work it out. Mm -hmm. But she she's blaming it on him saying that he forced her into this relationship when all he wanted to do was be there for his family and stuff and she was i she forced it on herself where she was trying to make this relationship work yeah um but uh she did always it was a thing where she said and see she was a person that I could relate to the most um when especially when I was younger like I feel like I deal with it differently now but she's a person who's always said that she needed her space and but she used the kids as her excuse or whatever of needing space so it took time away from him and this is where he was feeling like he's not being seen and understood or whatever and one of the things that popped up in the therapy session was he was expressing himself like I feel like a ghost in the house like you're always with the kids I appreciate it but like I'm not feeling seen and her thing is, she's a little tit for tat person. She was like, "Well, I feel like a robot." Mm-hmm. And Dr. Orner had like stopped him in that moment and was like, "I feel like there's something deeper, like right here." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "What? That? Uh, I feel like a robot." And she was like, "No, you like missed the whole point where he's saying that he's not feeling seen
1: mm-hmm. or whatever."
0: Sort of, and like, you just didn't see him
1: This was a prime example of him yeah. not being seen You completely just disregarded what he just said
0: Yes yeah. And instead you're like pointing it back towards yourself Where I, I Can be and Used to be a person that Like if somebody came to me with something I'd be like well nigga you ain't perfect either Yeah <laughs> Or whatever yeah. But um, Yeah so but her issues like we said, stems from, uh, childhood trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. It all as, goes back to that.
0: As as we like started like dissecting it, she had issues with she seen her mama
1: be abused. Well,
0: mm-hmm. did she really call it abuse? Cause
1: she called it abuse, but I don't think it was physical abuse. I think it was more of a verbal abuse that she witnessed. If y'all seen that that that
0: uh, have you watched that? show made on netflix
1: Mm-mm.
0: oh anyway um so it's basically a thing where her dad would throw stuff at her but it wouldn't necessarily hit her oh that kind of
1: physical how we throwing shit at me
0: <laughs> well that's essentially what Tashir's yeah. mom went through or
1: whatever mm. and
0: because it's only gone like you meant to hit me it just didn't hit me yeah. Or even if you didn't mean to hit me, there was a chance that it could hit me. And the act t- itself. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. In my eyes, that's physical abuse. hmm Yeah. But, um, so she grew up seeing that and seeing, seeing her dad and wanting to love him, but also knowing he's hurting her mom or whatever, but But seeing her mom get away from that situation eventually and like seeing her be this independent woman and raise her kids and stuff. And so Tashira essentially took on that role, which is why I feel like she has this big old guard up right Mm -hmm. now and it's hard for her to like love Drew. And she kept saying like, my kids are always going to be there, which is essentially I feel like why she's always focused on the kids and not Drew. Because she feels like Drew can leave at any moment, even though she says like, drew drew uh, said he'll always be here for me. I know he loves me. I know he's not going anywhere, but he could go somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and my kids are always gonna be here. yeah, um, so that's why I feel like she's so defensive and has this guard up. and you see her start to break down a little bit as the um the therapy sessions go on. I don't know what you feel about that.
1: One of the things that um she said like when she was finally realizing how her childhood and her relationship with her father played into her relationship with Drew is that fear that she had of him leaving. She finally recognized that it stemmed from her. And she was like, if I don't figure my shit out, then he's going to leave. And and that's what she was afraid of. She was like, I have to figure my shit out because it's only so much that he's going to be able to tolerate. And she was scared, thinking that Drew was going to leave, but it's really her own fear of her not figuring it out before he gets tired of the shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's really crazy, and that's really scary. It's this one video that I had watched on um, YouTube, and it was like a TED Talk. But the therapist that was doing the TED Talk, I'm going to have to find that shit. Um, she was saying that the brain... it's it's basically a computer and it has a memory bank and when you have these certain memories that trigger you it just causes you to either fight it or flee from it the Mm -hmm. fight or flight um and so i think that when she was dealing with drew and she finally found this love but she knew from her past and her memory was recalling When I love a person like this, this is what they do because this is what my dad did and I Mm -hmm. loved him and he hurt my mom and he wasn't in my life and he loved, then her brain automatically associates that with Drew Mm -hmm. because it's it's the love. And so guess what she do? She don't run from it. She can't run from it. He lived there. So she fight it. Mm -hmm. And that was the the type of scenario that they had. And I think finally, once she realized that shit, she was able to get in a better place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they did eventually start working on it. She initiated sex. And um, uh, what are some of the, the issues Drew had?
1: I think Drew, like I said, his issues were, one, he did not know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so when when she did do her little tit for tat thing, like he would try to communicate with her, but he just didn't know how. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, And,
1: um, and then he couldn't be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But like I yeah. said, that's that's what most
0: men <laughs> that's every man's issue. That's the shit that's most
1: people shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: uh, and then our third couple was Gianni and Matthew, who is the gay male couple um that was or is together, have been together for three years or whatever. Um, Matthew basically was a or is a recovering addict from alcohol did he do drugs too He I alcohol said drugs drugs, but i
1: think his issue was more so with alcohol
0: yeah it was definitely alcohol mm-hmm. and he struggles with being and showing up in the relationship while sober um gianni is he's a immigrant from italy, italy. yeah mm-hmm. he wanted to go home And Matthew was like, if you go home, you might get stuck over there. And then if you get stuck over there, what's going to happen with us type of thing. Um, So there's a bunch of different issues with them, honestly. Um, Let's see. One of the things was the group trip where uh, Gianni is basically trying to put together this trip with his friends. And then this is Matthew's like first sober trip. Uh, mm-hmm. together so Matthew feels like Gianni is basically projecting onto him anxiety and um, and just his anxiety about the whole trip and Matthew is just trying to put together a plan because everybody's in the group text and they like oh we're down for anything and no mm-hmm. plans are really being made or whatever um, <laughs> and I sound like Matthew in that sense like mm-hmm. let's make these plans real quick
1: And then if we stray
0: from him, cool. But if not, we got to play anyway.
1: uh,
0: So I essentially Dr. Orner is like Gianni's trying to be compassionate and like help you about like feeling good about this trip, but you're taking it more as a jab Yeah. versus him being compassionate or whatever. And then you can see in those moments how Matthew is getting like irritable. And I feel like he's projecting in those moments. Or whatever, onto Gianni. I don't know. What you felt, how did you feel about that whole situation?
1: This couple was probably the most complex couple as far as their situation because when, I believe when Giovanni and Matt met, that he was going through his, his like alcoholism and like all the stuff that came along with that, where he was drinking so much where he had to be sent to the hospital and it was very scary because like at certain points he was like close to like his deathbed and Giovanni had to witness that and be there and care for him. So that's, a- Oh, <laughs> Giovanni had to be there and like, uh, take care of him and get him through that. And so that's traumatic for anybody okay. to have to experience their loved one putting themselves through that shit, just because they're so sick and addicted to um, a drug or alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think one of Matthew's biggest issues was like, he was afraid that his partner was going to leave him. And it's like, no, I've been sticking with you through all of this shit. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, can you just accept that? Like, I'm here. I've proven that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Gianni, he, that wasn't good enough. Like him being there through all those trials was not good enough. And he thought that he was still going to leave. It's like, no, like I haven't proven myself enough. Like I'm here. But then I also think that, their situation was even more complex because there was a lot of resentment on Gianni's end. Am I saying Mm this
0: man's name right? Gianni.
1: Gianni, yeah. I think it was a lot of resentment on his end because I have been here with you and there's been things that I've sacrificed, like his dance career, Mm -hmm. were things that he sacrificed because he had to be there for his partner. And I think that that really impacted them in a negative way because now Matt is like, okay, now you resent me because you had to be here and like it was just a, a back and forth thing with them and I I think towards the end that they really did figure their shit out and figure out where the issues were. Um but yeah, that they, they were re- really really complex to me and I really didn't know who sought the root for. Her. I kind of yeah. felt like I leaned more towards Deani, but
0: I think we leaned more, I well, I felt more compassionate to Matthew towards the end because mm-hmm. of his upbringing and how, yeah. I think it was more, I think it was essentially like a trauma bond because Gianni, sweet, super guy, sweet, sweet guy or whatever, and he left home when he was 14 years old and his thing was, I've been gone since home, gone from home since 14 and Now I have this fear of being alone Mm -hmm. or whatever. So then he gets with Matthew who has this childhood trauma of basically he was forced to come out the closet and his parents find out through this letter or something. And now they're doing conversion therapy on him. They're, Mm -hmm. um, they're praying the gay out of him. They're uh, sending him to work with his dad at like five, six o'clock in the morning as a child to, make him man up and just taking things his childhood away from him to keep him from being gay essentially or whatever Mm -hmm. so that's what i think drove him down his path of like alcohol and drug abuse or whatever and now these two people who somebody who's fearful of being alone and who who can be with somebody i don't know like he was trying to be in a relationship with Gianni, but he wasn't really ready at that Mm -hmm. time.
1: I don't know. I felt like it was a trauma bond. It definitely probably, it it probably was. Um, Not to say that they didn't have, you know, a, a genuine connection, but it was definitely, after that connection was made, it was built on some trauma, right? Yes. For sure. Um, And then all the shit that conspired like throughout their relationship was definitely traumatic and I'm sure it bonded them together even closer, but not Mm -hmm. in a good way, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um theirs was more of the complex one. I'm trying to think of what else happened within their relationship. Honestly, I thought they was gonna break up towards the end. I really Um, did too.
1: I really didn't think they was gonna make it. I was like, Y'all need to, y'all need to disconnect and i really wanted uh drew to break up with the other girl what's her name
0: tashira shira tashira
1: towards the end i kind of felt okay like they they have potential to make it but like i was over her shit like yeah. th- that man was trying to love her <laughs> he was trying so hard to love her and she just kept pushing him away time at the time at the time like, so
0: one of the questions i was going to ask and you kind of hit on it already but like I was going to ask, which partner or couple do you feel or what issues are most relatable to you and why? Mm-hmm. Um, And for me, like I said earlier, like Tashira for me was the most relatable being a person who, in my younger days, I felt like I was definitely way more like her in the sense of like, I have my guard up mm-hmm. and... I wanted love but like wasn't really letting people in to love me and being confused by my own emotions when people are trying to do nice things for me because either of past whatever um, and just trying to slowly let that guard down and let people you know be there for you mm-hmm. and I think that was a real struggle for me I think I'm more acceptable to it now but in the past that was definitely a struggle for me like learning to be not cuz i grew up with a mom who was independent she took care of me like i know her to be like the sole provider and so like a man what do i need a man for like people mm-hmm. can be i saw people come in and out my mom's life so do i really need somebody or whatever not need do i want somebody yeah or whatever but she was definitely the most relatable for me, not one hundred percent, because I did see the issues that you are saying, like how annoying it is. Even the traits in her that I saw in myself fucking annoying, looking <laughs> from the outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she was like the the moment when she was like crying, and she was like, "I don't know why I am crying." Like I've been there. Like I don't. I am confused by my own emotions right now. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be happy I want to be with somebody I want to be have this family and everything and I'm tr- like deep down my intentions are to try even though like my actions aren't showing that I'm really trying
1: mm-hmm. like
0: deep down I want to change and I want to try but I'm confused on where to start I guess hmm. Um, so she was definitely more relatable to me
1: I can probably I can relate to her but I think that I probably see more of like my past situations like Mikael, And mm-hmm. I hate to say that because Mikael irritates me. She, she was of me. annoying as fuck. She was annoying <laughs> as hell. But just as far as trying to be in control of everything and trying to just keep a tight grip and how that can push people away. Mm-hmm. essentially like nobody wants to deal with that shit um and I'm not gonna say a hundred percent like her That's but perfect. definitely similar in some yeah. ways and I've definitely have gotten better with falling back yeah. <laughs> and just sitting back and letting other people take care of it like shit well shit in that sense
0: I see myself too then I got <laughs> got a bit of uh Tashira and Mikhail. Oh, mm-hmm. <sighs> child. Um. So, what's the biggest takeaway you learned from this season?
1: Hmm. Um. I I wanna say two, and the first one is one that we always preach: is communication. Communication mm-hmm. is key always in any type of scenario in any relationship communicate um, but two relationships are work <laughs> um, relationships are work and they're going to be periods during the relationship where you're going to struggle and mm-hmm. things aren't always going to be at, at their best but it's like are you willing to put the effort in and one of the things that I think the reasons that we both really like this show so much is that you see these couples actively working trying to fix their relationship and that's Mm -hmm. really inspiring and I hope that you know no one hopes to go through some shit you know or have issues but it's life you're going to go through periods where things get rough and I hope that watching this show like if I do have these issues I'm able to recognize it and, and seek help or get therapy or at least be able to take clues from this show to know how to communicate properly with my partner you know
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good guys oh it's so good
1: y'all really should watch it like both seasons it's so good
0: like and like i googled on how they shoot the show and it's not i don't think it's fake at all i don't think it's scripted mm-hmm. um they take the cameras and they, they hide the cameras and so initially like the couples was like yeah I was aware of the cameras like at first but then you forget about it mm-hmm. and you're in the session and <laughs> you could tell with fucking Mikhail and stuff cause that oh, bitch
1: god she irritated me so she was bad going off.
0: Yeah. And, like you could tell that these couples are genuine and, and trying to work go back and watch the first season too like They, it's so good. Like, they even talk about race, everything. Mm -hmm. Like, they dissect it all. Um, and dr orner she's just so fucking good
1: can we just take a moment to give dr orner her roses because my god that lady she's a saint she really knows what she's doing she's an angel sent here to do the work of god because Mm -hmm. she be saving these couples because they really be going through and like the moment that you think, like, this couple is done and they not going to make it, that the owner to pull their shit together and be like, here we go. Let's right. do it. Let's get it together.
0: And she's getting in their shit, too. Like, like, Mikhail or... I was so happy
1: when she, when she, like, got Mikhail together. Yeah. Like,
0: I was
1: so happy.
0: Like, she, she really do. She was like, hmm.
1: Now let's dissect this. Like, what do yeah. you mean? Okay, elaborate. <laughs> for example. Is, for example. <laughs> okay let's let's act this out let's let's mm-hmm. let's do this like <laughs> and she's like no 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 we're imagining right now like right. <laughs> she would be getting them together and i love it and it's yeah it's so good she's a israeli
0: woman too i don't know if i said that earlier i don't think you did no mm-hmm. but she's from israel she has a little accent but it don't matter
1: yeah. She'd be doing a Lord's work. She really does. She's really good at it too. And I appreciate her. I wish I, you know, if I lived in New York and I could afford her, because I'm sure her rates are probably oh. extreme. Yeah. But I would they definitely go up. see Dr. Ornham.
0: Um, <laughs> so which couple surprised you the most with their progress and why? Um
1: the couple that probably surprised me the most i will give to matthew and gianni um were they on the up and up at the end of the season towards the end yeah uh-huh. yeah towards the end they started to figure it out but i really didn't think that they were going to make it i thought that too much damage had been done mm-hmm. um with the with matthew's like alcoholism and like the resentment that was there. I really didn't think that they were going to be able to get through it. Um, cause it was just so much bad that they yeah. dealt with. Um, but they, they actually pulled it together. Um, at the end of the day. I'm trying yeah. to, yeah. What about you?
0: I think, I don't remember how
1: it ended, but I think to Sharon drew, cause I definitely thought they should have broke up. I, I still feel like they should have broke up. Um, I, I, I think that after the show that I thought that they would slip back into old habits.
0: I don't know. Did you look and see if they're still together?
1: I didn't. Okay.
0: I think they are, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, um. I hope that they work. I hope that they really figure it out. But I really, even at the end, I was like, they're going to slip into to old habits. I just, unless she continues To go get therapy individually. That's what I was. Mm -hmm. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking. I think it was more so therapeutic for her. Than anything. Than
1: the couple together.
0: Um, She needed that on her
1: own. Yes.
0: Because I don't think. Like if she didn't go to that. She wouldn't have tapped into. Okay this is coming from my childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. And why I'm acting this way. And I need to stop. (laughs) In order to have a family. Um yeah so I think it was definitely more it was better for her and then Michael and Mikal, as much as she is like fucking annoying like outside of their issues and how she talked to him they seemed like really good friends like on the Mm -hmm. like in between the clips and stuff I'm like nah they like each other as people like they're Really good friends. Like even if this doesn't work out, they're really good friends, which is why I felt like it would work out. Yeah. Or whatever. And long story short, too, she ended up pregnant in the episodes,
1: too. <laughs> yeah, she did. So, she got her baby. <laughs> she, listened she was getting that damn baby. Fuck with uh, what's the yeah. name? Talking about um, yeah. Michael was Michael. talking about. <laughs> she was getting that baby. You better on, work. got budget. the money. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I think that you're right. Um, And they they were really weird and had this little dorky, like, nerdy, Mm -hmm. like, friendship. And Mm -hmm. it was cute, even though she – he irritated me. He annoyed me also. They were just an annoying-ass couple. (laughs) They worked.
0: I'm like, why are you laughing in this moment right now? He was so
1: awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like he was just so awkward and like squirrely. Like he was just so weird. But it worked. Childlike. Yeah, they were a cute little couple. But I can't understand why she got frustrated with him too, because like. If if somebody if I was cussing somebody out like that and they didn't check me like I would not even in the slightest be attracted to that shit like I wish mm-hmm. I would say up the shit to my man and he just let that shit slide like if you don't right. be like bitch who like I'd be like okay I'm sorry like, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but yeah like he was just so passive with her and it just very ugh. very very passive which makes me wonder how
0: is he as a lawyer.
1: He can't be like attorney. a like a, he has to be like um a, a business attorney or somebody that like does contracts or some shit. Like he can't be in there defending nobody because I would not want him to be my fucking lawyer. Right, because he's like, oh, this is fine. No. He's gonna have your ass in jail. <laughs> like, everything's fine. No. Everything's okay. Nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um, one of the uh things that uh Dr. Orner was saying, she was talking to Dr. Virginia, her clinical advisor, and um, they were talking about, like, couples therapy. People come into couples therapy with this notion of wanting to, like, fix their partners or accuse them of, like, this highly developed narrative that they have of their partners and for the therapist to basically, like, tear their partner apart when it's like, nah, that's not what we're here for. Like, we're here to get we have a bigger, a bigger issue at hand. Like we have a bigger, um, what's the word I want to use? I don't want to use issue, but essentially like we're not here accusing anybody of anything. And I'm probably going to tear down the little narrative that you have of your partner. And it's probably going to end up back at you to be honest. (laughs) Okay. But, um, I thought that was good that she said that people come in here with this notion of them wanting to fix their partner and their partner essentially isn't necessarily going to change. But like we can get to the root causes of why they act the way they act and then how you can, how you deal with it, how Mm -hmm. you react to it. Um, I don't know, child.
1: And what's the best way to approach it? It's like, okay, like, okay, now we've identified the issues, We've identified where the issues stem from now, how do we move forward? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of therapy, couples therapy, or just individual therapy. It's just like, we have an issue. Obviously we're not getting along or we have a problem somewhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe we do know what the problem is. Maybe we don't know what the problem is, (laughs) but your job is to help us figure it out how to fix it. Yep. Yeah and if it can't be fixed then move on in a healthy way um because some some couples go to therapy to they realize that okay this is not working we have to leave but how do we split in a healthy manner especially Mm -hmm. if you have kids involved and if you have assets and you get divorced and all that shit because that that part can get very nasty very quickly and it's like you don't want it to get to that point even though you might hate that person's guts and you know you don't want to be with them and you got to get out at least go to therapy and figure out how to get out in a, a healthy way <laughs> right child mm-hmm. Yeah. but
0: that's all I have for this episode
1: child alright that is it for this week's episode we hope y'all enjoyed this we love talking about our little shows that we like to watch so we really hope y'all enjoyed it let us know if you want us to do more like this please watch it until on time yeah, doing the conversation on social media. If y'all liked it, let us know. If y'all want us to do more episodes like this, we definitely will. And we will see you guys next week. Okay. If was be like that. To everybody will just